Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome into the Video Game Lounge Podcast. The podcast not here for notes and news, but to talk games and drink brews. That's right, I'm back. It's your boy, John. I'm joined by the two men you know and love. He is the redheaded stepchild twice removed. That's Andrew. And he's the redheaded stepchild thrice removed. That's Kevin. How are we doing tonight, fellas? You know, what if we just started the podcast and pretended John wasn't here? And I was just like, hello, everyone. Welcome to the video. <laughs> I'm good, John. Welcome back, man. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Why just twice? Why am I only twice removed? I don't know. Am I not good enough? Are you not good enough to be given up for a third time? Is that right? Yeah. What? That's, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Why would you want to be given up a third time? I've never been given up. So who says who says I've even been chosen a third time? Hmm. We didn't. <laughs> We're getting deep it. real quick. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's good to be back, albeit for a temporary recording. Um, I think we'll have one more show after this that'll just be Andrew and Kevin, but then I should be back in the full swing of things over the summer, and so you get to hear the smooth, sultry sounds of my voice. But in the meantime, you get me for this episode. We have a great one for you today. We are going to go through our favorite years of video games. We'll also do what you're drinking, what you're playing, the whole usual spiel. But first, we're going to do a little bit of a shout out. We got a review on Apple Podcasts, so I want to just mention that really quick. So, username AndrewJK93 says, It's like hanging out with friends. This show captures what it feels like to be hanging out with your best friends and talking about a hobby you all love. Keep up the great work. So, Andrew, JK93, thank you so much for that. Really appreciate it. I don't know if you can trust anybody named Andrew, though. I don't know. Since the this fan loved the show so much, we did dox them. So if you look in the description, their address will be down below. So make sure you send them flowers yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you guys know you can follow us on creativebraincandy.com. You can also join our Discord at that same website, forward slash Discord, if you want some direct access to us. There is no paywalls. You can just come hang out and talk video games and brewskis with us. And if you want to listen to some other great podcasts, such as I Forward March, that would be where you want to go. These guys are pretty cool, a bunch of NCOs who just get together and talk about a bunch of random shit. I was actually on one of their episodes a couple of weeks ago. It was called A Chat with Civilian Polygon, where we talk about some military and game shit. Be really, really cool if you went and checked that out. And here they are to tell them about that. Hey everyone, this is Sergeant Seagar with Eyes Forward March, right here on the Creative Brain Candy Network. If you're enjoying this podcast, do me a favor Check out myself and Platoon Daddy Bacon, a couple of old-school army guys who cover topics ranging from everyday life to matters that members of the military face. No matter what the conversation is about, I guarantee you're going to get some military humor. Search Eyes Forward March on your favorite podcast platform today. 
That was Eyes Forward March. Good guys, Sergeant Bacon and Sergeant Seagar. If you are interested in anything military, army, all of that good stuff, they are the guys to talk to. They are really fun. Very short podcast or about 30 minutes. It's just your drive into work and back. Totally doable. With all of the shilling and ass grabbery out of the way, let's start the show proper with what you're drinking. Uh, Mr. Kevy, I will pick on you first this evening. What be your poison? Uh, same thing I had last week, because, uh, it was really good. Or not last week, I'm sorry, last episode. Was cooking on the grill this week, and my buddy came over, we were cooking some chicken legs, so he brought over some more Bud Light seltzer, uh, going for the orange soda, hard soda, 100 calorie per can, a little lightweight nice. stuff, trying to... Yeah, I was telling Andrew that, uh, I packed on some... Baby LBs and COVID LBs, so you know my drinks have got to be a little on the lighter side, but I still like to party. That's what this can signifies. If you ever see someone with it at a party, yeah, it's like this is a this is a parent drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have I have kids. Yeah, you can probably get away with drinking and driving with this almost. It's like a Fanta. Yeah. It's like a Fanta who did Adderall to get through uh, college <laughs> finals. Yeah. It it says like you know I'm still cool enough to drink, but I still need to be home by nine. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I even drink it at home. It's very strange. I'm still responsible enough. I'm like okay, like eight fifty nine. I'm slamming the the last few drops. I'm licking the inside of the can. My tongue gets cut because it's a metal can. Mm. You pop three tums afterwards. Yeah, man, tummy hurts. Yeah, I got tummy hurty disease. Me and my daughter both are just like straining trying to fart. Bubble guts. Yeah. Andrew, how about you, man? What are you drinking this evening? I wasn't sure what to really grab, so I actually just went for good old faithful Orange Smash. Orange Smash! Orange Smash. Two orange guys. Two orange. Hmm. Two orange too good. Right on. <laughs> Is that what you were drinking uh, last episode? Uh, No. I honestly don't remember what I was drinking yeah, last That was time. a few episodes ago he had Orange Smash. I mm. think I was still on that one a while back. Yeah, because that was the original intro was the dented can. Yes, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's when I said it. It was, uh, I said something on the effect that it looked like it was out of uh, that movie Employee of the Month where Dane Cook was like slicing <laughs> the box for the little kid. Like, guess what, bro? Yep, yep. <laughs> that thing's 75% off now. <laughs> Gee, thanks, mister. Yeah. All right, so unplanned for me, I it's orange in color, but it's not an orange drink. I am drinking a Crown Royal Peach Tea. Uh, it's an ABV of 7%. Uh, it's fucking delicious. It's basically spiked peach tea. I was in the mood for having a mixed drink. I didn't feel like having a, a beer today. I was like, man, I kind of feel like having a mixed drink. So I saw this on the shelf at the liquor store and was like, you know what? Let's get it, and uh, I'm thoroughly impressed. It's very good. So if you like anything, you know, it, it's it's kind of like the Blackjack Whiskey Cola, the Black da- uh, Black Daniels, <laughs> Jack Daniels Blackjack Cola that I had. There we go. Um, yep, yep. But this is the Crown Royal. This is really good. So if you're into, like, uh, a mixed tea kind of or lemonade kind of thing, they had this one, and they had a Crown Royal Apple one, but I was like... The three of us have quartered the market on all things apple flavored, so (laughs) 
Well, and that's the one I want to try too, is because I, I'd seen that one as well as the 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 blue regular Crown Royal uh, rum and coat. Yeah. And then the green one that is the cola with like cranberry juice and such in it. Or not cola, it's the apple with the cranberry juice and such in it. I mean, they both looked great, so I went with the peach. Uh, I'll, I'll probably do the apple one at some point, especially with summer just around the corner. Have a have a right cool uh, kind of apple juice thing. So, all right, that is uh, what we've been drinking. Now, let's get into what we've been playing. Andrew, I'll pick on you first. What have you been playing, my friend? I have not been feeling too good this week, and I don't. I haven't really been doing much of anything. I fell asleep on the couch at like eight o'clock last night, and I have no kids and no life, so I don't know where that came from. But I just I haven't been feeling all that good this week because I work the evening shift. Usually, whenever I get off work, I take a shower and I wind down from the day and. I'll play a couple of hours of something. I haven't this week. I, I wake up in the morning. I'll play a little bit of Genshin Impact. And that's all I've been doing. I'm upset with myself. <laughs> <laughs> Gaming is what I do. It, it is how I relax. It is how I unwind. And I haven't been able to do it lately. You have been absent on Warzone, I have noticed. Yeah. But at least you're still doing Genshin. So I hope that you feel better. Is this a is this like a physical like tired or a mental or both? I think it's a little both. You're just in need of a hard brew, is what it sounds like. Probably. Yeah. Right on. Mr. Kevy, how are you doing? What have you been playing? Not much. Um well, I guess maybe we should start with how is your daughter? Sorry to interrupt you. No, it's fine. Uh you sleeping? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sleeping great. My wife, on the other hand, is not. That's her problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a whole nother month before my wife has to go back to sleep. So basically the routine is like, I get to sleep because I'm doing everything else around the house. Basically, my wife has to plop her titty out and feed the child, and that's it. That's, that's her job. Because for you, these don't produce. Mm-hmm. They're, they're show titties. Yeah. And boy, do they show. Fucking blue ribbon boys. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Cutting some glass. Man, tell you tell you what. Tell you what. But no, nah, she's doing real good. She uh recording this on Easter Sunday. Uh she turned two months old today, so we try and get some pictures, but she uh was fast asleep. <laughs> she was asleep from for pictures at like two thirty and she was asleep all through dinner. And then she finally woke up as we were like paying the bill. So that was actually pleasant, but nice. we wanted her to be awake to see the family and all that stuff. So haven't been, haven't been playing too much, uh, branching off of that. Been playing some Elden Ring, which I want to talk to you guys about something. And been playing a new game called Nobody Saves the World, which I told Andrew about. Because hmm. it's a co-op game. It's very, very fun. Uh, I try and find these these smaller games. Games that I can just pick up play for like 10 minutes before I have to go do something. And this game is literally you're just a nobody and you wake up in this shack. You find out that the local wizard disappeared or something. 
So you go to his house, and there's this other wizard who thinks he's top dog. Hmm. And he got left a note saying, hey, here's a wand. Come find me. I've been kidnapped or something. But nobody <laughs> picks it up. And you have to go around fighting all these different creatures. And the unique thing about it is you can transform. That's what the wand does. You can transform. And you can tra- I, I transformed into like 14 different things so far. Like you go between wow. a rat and a ranger and a knight to crazy things like a magician I know you can get a dragon. There's an egg. You just roll around as an egg. <laughs> it's like a brawl. There's a brawler who his main attack is he fucking gets his bench press and he just like throws it. <laughs> like it's it's insane. It's a lot of fun. Um, now, what what other games would you compare this to? Uh, it's top down, like Links of the Past is, and the map is pretty big. But it's also like the game we talked about before, Andrew, was Crusader Ascenti with the different mixture of uh, animals. Well, you know, animals and Crusader Ascenti, but this one has the different uh, things, the different things you can transform into. And you can actually, as you, because there's two different level ups. You're, there's your main level up that increases all your stats. And then all the different transformations have their own quests that can unlock new powers uh, and you can upgrade the powers and then you unlock new things to transform into as you upgrade, as you complete quests for that respective transformation. Uh, cause they're all graded. They go from F all the way to S in order to get, it'll be like a branching tree path where if you have the ranger, you can at, at C you unlock the ghost, but at S you unlock the, whatever, the mime or something. For those that are not very savvy to the grading system it's usually like you would at school it's a is good f is bad or f is starting but you can have above a which is s tier you're not going from f g h i down to s it's a to f and above a is s or even double s depending on what game or whatnot that you have and it's really cute because uh on the little map screen where it shows the different creatures it shows you what level there are and it's just something real small they did, but they put F is like a piece of paper that you would get from like a teacher, and it's got the F with the red outline, like somebody fucking stamped an F on it. Fail. Then it goes up. It it completely skips E because I guess uh, E like some schools have E, some schools have Fs. F and E are just failing, so it goes to D next, and it's like a wooden coin, and then C is copper, and then B goes, and it get like the letters get fancier. It's really it's really cool. So I'm playing the fuck out of that. Can't wait to play some co-op with Andrew. Or if I fucking crush it and get bored with it, he can play it with his wife. Because it seems like something like you can just... It, it's hard, but not so hard. And you do have to use the different animals, or I'm sorry, the different transformations. Because there's later on there's enemies that will not take damage unless they are damaged by a certain type of damage. Because there's blunt and uh, magic attacks and all this other stuff. Poison, dark. So you have to mix it up and you can use different abilities. You can throw ability from like, say the rat and attach some of it to the knight, so you can mix and match them. It's really, it's really cool. It reminds me of uh, final fantasy five with the, the jobs interchanging. I watched a little bit of gameplay of it and it kind of gave me like gauntlet vibes. Well, which, uh, which, um, system are you playing this on? Uh, Xbox series X it's on game pass. So okay. I think it's on PC as well. So I'm playing that. 
and I've been texting Andrew. I, I can't dive too much into this game because I haven't gotten that far. I started, uh, so I told, I told you guys I modded my 3DS and just been throwing fucking games at it. And I download, I, I Googled, what's the hardest 3DS game? So it was like, everyone was like, Shimigami Tensei 4. And I was yeah. like, dope. Do I need to play the first three? They're like, nope, have at it. So I fucking go into it. And it's your typical Japanese RPG. You get picked because you're special and you have to save the fucking world or something. But these games, you have to recruit demons. So you go into, I'm in the training section. They call it the training section. And uh, the first mission is like, hey, beat any demon. I was like, cool, got it. So I beat the demon. And then the guy's like, calls me on my little wrist thing. He's like, hey, man, now that you've beaten it, you have to start recruiting demons. And that's where I keep getting fucked. Uh, Because. By the demons? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Literally. Hey, my name's Lucifer. (laughs) What's yours? So you have to go to the demons and you talk to them. And every time you talk to them, there's three options. So they'll say something and then you have to say the correct thing back. So there's a little bit of RNG into it, but you also have to like look at the demon type. Like you have to look at their their art style and read what they're saying in order to figure out what's the best thing to say. But even then, sometimes it, they just say "fuck you" and they start to hit tacking you. And if you get it wrong, your turn's done, and then they hit you for like double damage. Damn! And it, it's pretty much one shot. You're dead. So you have to recruit three of these fucking things. And it's not, it's not the end. Like you talk to them and they're like, okay, now you have to, here's my list of demands. And it's like, all right, give me some money and you can give it to them. You can refuse, you can cheat and pretend to give it to them, or you can just walk away. And either one of those options will be correct. And then if you do give too much to them, sometimes the enemies will be like, oh, you're a pushover. I'm just going to fucking kill you and take all your shit. Damn. You can, in the first training section, you can die like five times and I've game overed completely like twice. And this is like the first 30 minutes of the game. It's super, super tough. Wow. Yeah. The last thing we'll talk about is Elden Ring. I haven't played Elden Ring too much, but I want to tell you about this guy who's been blowing up on Reddit. Um, and it's, his name is Lemmy Solower and he is butt ass naked except for a pot on his head, like a flower pot. You can summon people in Elden Ring. This game's very tough, and I haven't watched the videos because I have not beaten the game yet, and I don't. I want to go into the final boss blind. But he goes in there, solos her, barely getting hit, and he is blowing up on Reddit because this is by far one of the hardest fights, not only in Elden Ring, but in like the Dark Souls history of, of gaming. Like She's fucking tough. And he just goes in there and fucking whoops her ass every time. Like, <laughs> I want to watch the video, but like, it's like I said, I want to go in blind. Well, it's no easy feat, though, either. He was interviewed and said that with no armor, except for the helmet and his two swords, he failed like over 200 attempts because of like trying to figure out the proper attacks to dodge and the ways to dodge. And that's why he's able to help and whatnot. And he's just he's badass at it and they had they they showed like the times he's available he's like available from three to six in whatever region and wait okay so th- this is a created like random player that a that a a gamer is playing as and he's going in and beating the final boss 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can. So he'll put his little summon down right beside the main entrance to her, and you can summon her. And when you come across the little summons on the ground, you can see the name, and the guy's name is Let Me Solo Her. So you guys, the the main person who's playing the game who summoned him has to go in first, but then he is allowed to come in, and he just wants you to sit by the the sidelines and watch him fucking solo the shit out of this final boss. So it's basically while everybody's online, while you are online playing, John, you can actually go up and see somebody's summons and you can say, hey, while you're online too, fight together with me because they threw down a summon saying, hey, I can come help you. That's what this person did. And they basically are like, their name is literally, let me solo her. If you go on Reddit, you cannot, if you go into the Elden Ring subreddit, you cannot not see him. People, there's a guy who made a statue. Like, he 3D printed something, painted it, and all that stuff. It's, there's artwork. The reason I know about it is because he was trending on Twitter. Like, this so, is how so big this, this guy's gotten. So this dude is so good at this game that he's just freely beating the final boss, like, just for people who want to get past the damn game. That's that's crazy. And I believe someone's already beaten it without getting hit as well. Damn, I wonder what the, like, speed run for it is right now. They, there have been some updates. Uh, the speedrun was like less than an hour Jesus. last time I checked. Yeah, there was a there were some glitches they used. I think that might have been patched out. But I, I wonder what like the glitch list is, where it's like you're not using like the invisible walls and falling through shit, you know, that kind of a thing. Be interesting to see. Yeah, for sure, for sure. John, what have uh, what have you been playing for the 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 time that you've been away i feel like i could fill up the next like 20 minutes with what i've been playing since uh, you know i've been absent for the last what four episodes five episodes whatever it's been um i guess i'll start here so andrew i owe you know i i know i've talked uh i texted with you privately but i owe you and members of your gaming group an apology for being an absolute dick the last time i played online uh so i would not label myself a toxic player however I am most toxic and really only toxic to myself. So I signed on with Andrew's group. It was like 10 straight minutes of me not being able to even parachute in because I'm being just sniped from the sky. And I'm getting like incredibly frustrated with it. And I'm, I'm saying some of the most horrific, horrendous shit that anyone will say about themselves. And I totally brought the mood down on everything that was happening. And like everyone's like, yeah, I think I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> I was like, fuck. I totally just ruined a good vibe here. So I talked with Andrew and I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I, I, was, I was a dick. We, we got through that. And then I was like, you know what? I was having a, a really fun time and was kind of jonesing for playing some Black Ops Cold War. So I've started playing that again, uh, multiplayer. And I know like Andrew and his group turned me on to playing hardcore, which having not played it for like nine months i was like i I tried like four or five matches and i was just getting my ass like lit up so i switched to core for a while just to get the feel of the game because i feel like cold war is a much faster game than some of the other it's it's much faster than modern warfare it's just the movements everything is faster and i decided i was going to just try my best to not be uh, a dick to myself but also just like have fun and the way that I was able to do that was just do my shitty impressions. So I'm literally in the game lobby talking as Mickey Mouse. And then I'm just saying some vile ass shit as Mickey Mouse. So anytime I die, I'd be like, oh boy, you just shot Mickey in his dick, pal. <laughs> and like, dude, when I'm telling you, 
that in the span of about four hours, because I was I was just binge playing this on the last Saturday, I got eight friend requests with people who literally just wanted to play with Mickey Mouse. And so I've had like four or five people every time they're on, they're like, Mickey Mouse, you want to join our party? I'm like, hell, hell yeah, pal, let's go. Are we doing hardcore or not? Let's do Nuketown. And so, dude, I'm just running around like saying just stupid shit and doing call outs as Mickey and everyone's just laughing and having a good time. So it's like, man, this is this would be really fun. So um, so I've been playing Cold War again and my KDR has gone significantly down and I'm at least I don't care about it as much because I'm just making people laugh. So that's that's been fun. So so. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I actually have, I saw a lot of different TikToks about people who had been playing. It's like, oh man, I just got destroyed by the Disney team, and people were playing, and the people that they killed or the death comms that they got were Mickey <laughs> or Donald Duck or Goofy. <laughs> so I didn't know if you were having anybody else that was in your party that was also doing impressions. No, so I I ended up getting into a party um, with some some girls from Iowa. Uh, Leanne and Sarah, if you're listening, what's up? Thank you guys for listening. Um, but uh, Leanne's like boyfriend Ashton got on and was like, "Oh yeah, this is the guy we were telling you about, Ashton. Uh, it's Mickey Mouse." And so he gets on and kind of starts doing some like shitty uh, Shaggy and Scooby impressions. So like every time I was doing Mickey Mouse, he was like, "Hey, Zoinks! Like, whoa, Scoop!" And I'm like, "Okay, dude, you're. I'm sorry. Like, it was I the can't." Most walking Shaggy I've ever. Heard. I know it really was right, but like that was better. I promise you, that was better than that guy's. Like that was walking and Scooby together. But like I was started doing walking too, and then I was doing. Uh, it was funny as shit because last Sunday, it was like 7 a.m. I was already up because that's you know I'm already usually up by that time anyway. So I signed on. And it's like, dude with a microphone on my team's like, all right, uh, anyone got a like compelling, uplifting speech? And I was like, hey, this is Solid Snake here. Let's go get a win. And they're like, fucking Solid Snake. <laughs> and so like the whole time I'm like, Raiden, there's a guy on your left. Watch out. Otacon, call in air support. And I'm just doing like all of these stupid Solid Snake impressions. They're like, man, we want to play with Solid Snake. So... Yeah, that that's that's one thing I've been sinking a lot of my time into. Um, I don't know a game that Kevin was mentioning uh, that I listened to last episode with just you guys. Uh, Tunic, man, dude, this game is fucking awesome. I love Tunic. It is so good, and I love that like ninety five percent of this game is done by one guy. He created all the levels. He did all of the the freaking UV unwrapping. He created the characters. He did the music. It is insane, the level of shit that this guy did. And the game is so, so good. I have not finished it. I know, Kev, uh, I know you rolled credits on it, but I have not finished it yet. I've gotten two out of the three colored keys. I know I I was talking with you about it when we were talking the other night. Uh, I just, like, I'm a little bit past the the boss fight with the librarian on top of, like, you're on top of this little itty-bitty-ass tower where, like, you can't move, but he summons guys, and so you're in a very small battle arena, and then he's, like, floating around you. But I realized, like, the way that I could um, manipulate that fight a little bit was, like, you get a you get an item where you're able to grapple. So I was just pulling that motherfucker towards me and then just hitting him with my sword or my fire staff and stuff. So that was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, Tunic is freaking awesome. Loving Tunic. And then, of course, you guys know, listeners know, 
Uh, I was really heavy uh, look, and looking forward to um, Horizon Forbidden West. I've put in about 20 or so hours, 25 hours or so into that game. Holy shit, man. This game is insanely good. The graphics, the, the story, just everything, man, is, is just absolutely awesome. What I love about what they did, and this, this will be the last thing I'll just mention for what I'm playing, but what I love about what they did is how they've switched Aloy and how she's grown within the story that they're telling. Like in the first game, you're doing side quests, and every side quest like feels like it's like Aloy wants to do it because it's it's her first time out of what what they call the embrace, her little like home area. And so she wants to help people. She's trying to figure out what are all these towns, what are these different tribes and all these things, right? And so it feels very natural for Aloy to want to go and do these bandit camps or help this person go find this thing or this other person and get a side quest or whatever. What I like about Forbidden West is like Aloy has a sense of urgency about her. She's like, look, there's this imminent world threat that's happening and I don't have really a lot of time to fuck around. Every side quest that I've done so far is like, if I'm in that area and I have time, maybe I'll get to it. Which also speaks so much to the story because I haven't actually found myself doing a whole lot of the side content yet because the story takes so many twists and turns. You think it's going to go one way and then it twists to another and it's something completely different than what I would have ima- uh, like imagined. Um, and I've just found myself going, oh shit, the story marker's over there. I'm going to bypass these question marks for now because the story is so fucking gripping. I would just want to continue with it. So... I don't know when I'm going to roll credits on it. It's a pretty big-ass game, but I'm having a lot of fun in Horizon. It has been uh, a great ride so far. I'm probably like maybe more than a third of the way through the story, close to a half, I would say. I'm just kind of guessing, though. I'm spitballing on that. So, But, man, it has been absolutely fun. I'm, I'm totally enjoying it. And if you've played the first game, you need to play this one. It is so good. So good. You're playing that on PS4, right? Yeah, I'm playing, I'm playing it on PS4 Pro, yeah. And haven't had any issues with, like, frame rate drop or any type of glitching, to be honest. Like, I know some people were, were having issues with that early on. I haven't had any of that. So I think they've, whatever issues there were, either they've they fixed with patches or anything. Like, I haven't had any clipping or anything like that. So, yeah, it's played absolutely smooth and perfect for me. Um, That's it for me, as far as what you're playing. We will now transition into our topic time actually before we do that though i wanted to introduce a little segment and i'm spurring this <laughs> spur of the moment thing because i was noticing a couple of times on the episodes that i i haven't been able to do um kevin you always have like a question and so i wanted to introduce a little segment called kevin's question yeah and so do you have a question for us kevin just randomly about anything i didn't know i had any questions like i've never I always listen to the podcast, but I never listen to the questions. Have you guys... Actually, I wanted to ask you this, guys, earlier. Have you guys ever made your own beer? No, I have not. I have wanted to, because uh, I had like a, a great-ass idea for what I thought was going to be a revolutionary stout, but then Duclaw beat me to it. Duclaw did their Sweet Baby Jesus, which is the chocolate peanut butter stout. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man, chocolate peanut butter and beer. What better combination, right? And then Duclaw beat me to it, and I was like, fuck! <laughs> no, not here. I enjoyed science class in high school, mm-hmm. but I don't have the patience 
to sit through and try to check out the fermentation or the temperatures or this and that and wait for the process. What I have done one time is I actually did make a uh, an imitation moonshine. I went through the whole process of uh, using Everclear. I tried to do the whole uh, apple pie aspect of apple cider, apple juice, boiling it, rendering it, letting it sit in mason jars for like two months. I tried to make it as a nice, uh, fun surprise for Emily for Valentine's Day one year. <laughs> hey, babe, I love you. Here's some moonshine. <laughs> well, it was it was not like there weren't many types of drinks that she would like, and there she wasn't really a fan of beer, and this was before like White Claws and Trulies were really a big thing. So I was trying to find something, and I was like, all right, you know, I could I could probably make this. This will be fun. And then she looks at me, and she's like, I don't like apple pies. <laughs> what American woman doesn't like uh, uh, apple pie? Well, I mean, she uh, it's because she doesn't really like when uh, an apple is cooked or baked and it's soft. Mm. Mm. Okay. She likes, she likes apples. She likes, you know, uh, having a regular apple, either biting it or cutting it into, you know, and dipping it into peanut butter or whatever. But actually having it as an apple pie or as a flavoring, it's not as... I mean, and she's from the Amish country. She grew up, like, in Pennsylvania. That's, like, where apples are made. <laughs> Pretty sure they're made all around. I'm I'm just being facetious. <laughs> Maybe kids made fun of her when she was younger and, like, she was called Apple Girl. Yeah. Hey, look, this apple matches your hair color. No! <laughs> apple girl, apple, apple girl. Now girl. She's, if they're if they're not crisp, she don't want them. Maybe that's. Did you get to dig deeper into that? Did you like ask her why she doesn't like soft apples when they're cooked or whatever? There are a few different tastes that she doesn't like, and so I just take it for fact. Now I've I'm I'm done trying to dig further into it. It's like, oh, you don't like that? Oh, okay, I'll I'll. Mental note, I, I won't fucking order that again. <laughs> My wife's the same way. She doesn't like caramel. I'm like, Joe, it's just it's cooked sugar. Yeah. It's, yeah. What the fuck you mean you don't like caramel? <laughs> and of course, she's- Do you she like says, marshmallows? Like, no, nah, she hates marshmallows. I was about to say, it's like the same same thing. Just Yeah. See, you know what's better than caramel, though, is dulce de leche. I'm just saying. I'm biased because my wife's Argentinian, so- Glossin. Anyway. <laughs> Glossin. I'm just saying, it's better. It's better. It still doesn't top peanut butter for me personally. Peanut butter is like my, my like, like topping bottom. of choice. Yeah, it's so good. Back to the original question. Uh, I've made I've made um, some cider before. My sister got me a kit. Uh, that wasn't too bad. And I've had, depends on where you're from, what they call it, but I've had jump or hooch or prison wine. Whatever you want to fucking call it, I've had. I've You've had drank it something out of a toilet working in the prison. I know you have. Yeah. <laughs> you may not have known it came from the toilet, but uh, some guys, some guys make some really good shit, man. Like real good. Uh, it doesn't even taste like ass. There's there's some terrible fucking <laughs> mixtures out there. They're like, oh shit, here's Corporal Kevin. Let's give him some of that toilet hooch. <laughs> nah, man, because it was the dumbest thing in prison to fucking make. Because in order to make it, they had to, you know, ferment the fruit. So you just walk down the tier and you just go, well, let me keep on following. What am I, Toucan Sam? Follow my nose and I just find some 30 year old fruit 
that's like in the side <laughs> in, in a trash bag. And they're like, what are you doing, CEO? It's like, well, I'm taking your fucking shit. <laughs> so figure it out. But now some, I, uh, I did try some of it, uh, but only the stuff that smelled really, really good. There was some rancid stuff that I made the, the inmate drink. Uh, I was like, well, if it's all gone, then I can't really give you a ticket for it. Now, can I? So they had the option of drinking it and then having a hangover or getting a ticket. We're going to watch you smoke the whole bag. <laughs> it's called Jalen, boys. But no, uh, <laughs> definitely made my own. That was, you know, just in a, in a box. So that was pretty good. You nice. guys should try it sometime. It's, uh, Andrew, I wouldn't suggest making an apple pie one if you wanted to share it with your wife. Yeah. It's an it's a inkling I have. Right on. All right. Well, that has been Kevin's question. Yeah. We will now transition into the topic. Ladies and gentlemen, we are discussing our favorite years in gaming. Just what years we thought might have the best games or games that are like personal to us, experiences that we have with them. And we're kind of going to do a top three scenario, although some of us only have two. I'm not saying any names. I'm just going to point that no one can see, but I'm pointing directly at Andrew. Um, so, fellas, who wants to go first? Uh, Andrew, do you want to hear Kevin's list num- or number three? <laughs> I think, John, you should go first. The people have been clamoring to hear your voice again. They're tired oh, of hearing shit. me and Andrew's opinions. They don't give a fuck about us anymore. The only reason why this one in the analytics spiked was because word of mouth came out and John <laughs> Anticipation. was Anticipation. Yeah. I mean, all right. Quick aside on that th- Thank you to the, we did, I, I know, uh, Kevin, you mentioned it in the last episode, we did get a huge spike uh, in listenership. So thank you all to the new listeners. Thank you for being here and listening to us on our little shit show. So really do appreciate it. Uh, all right, I'll get in with my number three. And number three for me is going to be not that long ago, only five years ago. It's 2017. You had great games that year, such as Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Horizon Zero Dawn, What Remains of Edith Finch, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, it was the beginning of PUBG. You had other greats like Uncharted Lost Legacy, which some might even say might be the best Uncharted? Maybe? Um, You had the greatest video game title of all time, South Park, The Fractured Butthole. Um, Super Mario Odyssey, just an incredible year for gaming. So, fellas, have you guys played any of these games? I've played a decent amount of these, actually. A lot of them I played. Um, I beat Cuphead on stream. That was, uh, that was a lot of fun and hard. Yeah. Uh, me and Mr. Sean played Super Mario Odyssey when it first came out. Breath of the Wild, I literally have told this story before where I was at the gym refreshing Best Buy trying to pre-order all the Amiibos and the Switch and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Hellblade Sinew Sacrifice, we've talked about before. It's with headphones, that game is... a great game. Holy shit, is that a great game, man. And, like, today even still looks just phenomenal, man. Yeah, if, if you if you ever play it, make sure you have headphones on. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. It is such a great game. Uh, I played the fuck out of PUBG, and that was when it first came out. And there was one map. The cars would not work properly, so if you just drove them, they would randomly explode, and you would yeah. die with all the really good loot. <laughs> I, I remember that pl- play that with Andrew actually. <laughs> uh, that's when all 
the weapons were clothes. So you would drop somewhere and you would have one pistol, no ammo, but you could change your clothes all you fucking wanted. Oh, cool. I have a level three cap. God, that game pissed me off so fucking bad. I played Breath of the Wild as well. I I wanted to try Cuphead. I, I never ended up getting a chance to. Uh, same with Super Mario Odyssey. I saw some gameplay. I think I pr- tried a demo of it, and it looked a lot of fun. It was something that I'd definitely be interested in playing. I just never got around to getting. But yes, I did play PUBG as well, and that was the start of my kind of uh, battle royale. Yeah. Because from there on, it was Apex and then turned to Warzone. Never ended up getting into Fortnite. I still say PUBG would have came out on top if they just updated their piece of shit. If they kept with it a little better, if the 100-person lobby didn't take 10 minutes to fill and then start. The the game was just a hot mess, man. It did some things really fucking well. The things that it did do well, it did well. But the things it did poorly, they just didn't even bother updating it. And it was a shame. That was a really big battle royale on Twitch. Everyone was fucking playing it. They didn't want to play Fortnite. But Fortnite kept on pumping out updates. Yeah. It was just maintained better, Fortnite was. So, uh, Kevin, what is your number three, bro? My number three is from a year where I wasn't even born. <laughs> it doesn't have as many games as, as some of these other years. But this was also 1985. This is not, 1985 is not my year. 1985, the NES came out. And that's when home consoles really started if it wasn't for that then we might have not had gaming as where we have it now sure but then the following year 1986 was an amazing year year, basically for fucking nintendo they crushed it they came out they were like okay we gave you super mario brothers uh in 1985 with some other like random ass arcade games but in 1986 you had bubble bobble you had castlevania the very first castlevania you had the very first Dragon Quest, had the very first Metroid, very first Zelda. They absolutely crushed it in 1986. I can't, and these games still, like, I, I, I don't get me wrong, I can't tell people to go out and go play these games now, because a lot of these are nostalgic, but some of them still hold up. Like, Castlevania is just a great fucking game, and the music is, is insane. The, I still say some of the older consoles had some of the best music because they were so limited but they couldn't make all the music sound the same, so they had to really think outside the box to make the fucking music. Like, just look at um, the Mega Man series. Mega Man 1 through 6 music is just fucking top tier, and it's all on the NES. It's just beeps and boops. <laughs> Beep boop. Uh, they also had, we didn't get it. Uh, I think the first time we could actually play it was on the Super Nintendo, um, but it did come out in Japan uh, with Super Mario Brothers: The Lost Levels. Did you guys ever play that? That game is uh, hard as dick. Yes. No, never played it personally. Yeah, it's uh, just imagine Super Mario Brothers, the the very first one, John, but crank difficulty up to 10. Yes. Jesus. It's it's insane. I think I first played it on um, uh, Mario All-Stars. Yeah, on yeah, on Super Nintendo. Correct. Yeah. That's what you just said, right? You said Super Nintendo, but I didn't hear you say All-Stars. No, I didn't. I couldn't remember the name, but no, that's what it was. Super Mario All-Stars because they had one, two, three, and then Lost Levels. And I remember, I think we played Lost Levels together, Andrew, and we were like, this is fucking hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, the game almost picks up at the end of 8-4 in Super Mario Brothers, as far as, like, difficulty-wise. Now, John, did you did you play any of these? Yeah, so I, I would have been 
that was this was the year of my birth, 1986. So I definitely wow. played. Yep, uh, Andrew and I were born three months apart. Uh, our mom was in labor for a long ass time. Uh, <laughs> poor mom. Of course, we are joking, but uh, a lot of people that we told that joke to did not know. So I digress. Um, I remember playing the original Metroid and the original Zelda. I am not familiar with Bubble Bobble. Um, I know I played Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh, I don't think I've actually played the original Castlevania, to be honest. But it's a solid pick, man. I've played a couple of these games. It's a lot of fun. I'm telling you, the music is just slaps. You would love it. Sounds good. I am a music guy. So slap me with some music. Slap, slap the bass. bass. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, what about uh what about you, man? What do you got? Um, I would have to say my number 3 would be 1997. It's a great year. If that's your number 3, I can't match what's on the next ones. I know, right? So, uh for me, Nine, 1997 brought me Final Fantasy 7. That holds like so near and dear to my core, especially where that was one of the main video games I remember my dad playing on the PlayStation. Yeah. So that that in itself has its own core establishment of memories. Uh, but 97 also brought GoldenEye, which was a key component into me being interested in first-person shooter games. And then Diddy Kong Racing. The best, the best racing game. Fuck Mario. Diddy Kong Racing is better. I will I will die on that hill if I have to. <laughs> Before I even got into Mario Kart 64, I think I played Diddy Kong Racing. And that's when I was like, I didn't really know. Oh, I didn't know Mario Kart was more popular and blah, blah, blah. I didn't know there was a Super Nintendo Mario Kart. Sadly, we'll never get a remake of it, but man, Diddy Kong Racing was the tits, man. Yes. Remember the clock guy? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was insane. I remember just going around the like idle area. You can change around from your yeah. car to your plane to your boat. Wait, was it a boat? Yeah. yeah. It, was a little, it was a little like hover boat. I think the best thing about those games for me was the boss, that big ass bull, when you had to race him. I, think, I thought that was pretty yeah. cool because like. Not many racing games had like a boss, but they fucking yeah. said, fuck it. They threw in this big ass bull to race. It was just a shadow. Like you would have to do a shadow time trial race and instead. Uh, but this one actually gave you a boss to, to race against. It was nice. And plus you got the balloons with missiles. And <laughs> so it was like the variation. It was like the, 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 the weird, not even, I will not say Walmart brand. I will not say great value mario kart because i enjoyed it so much it was its own unique variation of mario kart because you had yes. the balloons that had the missiles that you can collect more of the same kind of balloons and you can have upgraded missiles you can have upgraded boosts you can have upgraded gas clouds and uh little spike mines that you drop it was it was top tier it was good stuff uh also in that time was also star fox 64 yeah, I was about to say, isn't Star Fox 1997 too? So. Yep. So I like I never played the Super Nintendo one again. I didn't know anything about it, but I played Star Fox, and Kevin and I hold a dear memory of whenever we were trying to play with his sister, and she didn't know how to actually shoot and like have the little charge blast. So we kept replaying and saying the tutorial 
of hold a to charge a laser. <laughs> so anytime that she would ask, like, what's how do you do this? Hold a to charge a laser. Dude, I have a I have a memory of Sam and I, my son, who's almost seven, playing this game. Uh, our we we sponsor some midshipmen because I'm in Annapolis. I live close to the Naval Academy, and they came over for a dinner one day, and we're we're playing N64 that I was gifted uh, from you guys. So thank you for that. Uh, you guys being Kevin and Andrew, and we throw in this game. And dude, that part comes up, and I remember you telling me that story, like push A to do the laser, and I was like, holy shit, man. I'm sitting there just laughing because my my son didn't know what the A button was. I was like, it's the green button. <laughs> Hit the green button. <laughs> you felt the pain. And then you also experience like Star Fox 64 basically does a ripoff of Independence Day, which came out just recently yeah. too. Yeah. But I love too, like Star Fox also had the character in the bottom of the screen and then the and then it actually had like the text of what they were saying. It was like, oh, the the mech is on the left or what, you know, it actually had like, yeah, it had voice acting in it too, which is, I mean, for 1998, it wasn't, or 97, it wasn't that bad, but it was like, okay, at least they got something. <laughs> and I also got into Bomberman 64. Bomberman 64 also came out that time, and that was when I was first introduced to actually playing different levels of Bomberman over and over again to find RNG customizable attire outfits <laughs> whenever I could actually unlock. I unlocked like Wolverine claws one time. I thought that was the most <laughs> badass thing, and then I'm just running around a regular level like Wolverine claws setting down a bomb, running away. Yeah. I can't help but notice you're missing... uh quintessential game oh there's a couple of them i'm sure <laughs> duke nukem 64 baby oh Time to dude kick yes good catch i'm gonna gum. kick ass and chew bubble gum <laughs> and i'm all and out I'm of all gum. out of gum fucking eight-year-old you you turn nine and your parents got it for you for your <laughs> oh, birthday let's backstep my dad got that for your me <laughs> yes yes he did uh, this is whenever rated m for mature was 16 plus and as a nine-year-old kevin got this for his birthday Hell yeah. And we immediately saw that, noticed it, recognized it, didn't care. ran inside to play. <laughs> didn't care. Fucking started shooting down aliens. And Castlevania Symphony of the Night also came out in 97. That's a... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrew, did you... I know we were talking about that. Did you play Castlevania Symphony of the Night? I did not. Um, there were a couple of them Dude, that I didn't play. That was a great game. When That's the one where you get to the point where like the whole worlds flip upside down, right? Am I remembering that correctly? So like you... you beat the the castle and then you think it's done and it's like nope now you have to go through the castle and it's flipped upside down yeah dude i remember the first time playing that and that happened i was like holy shit man that was freaking cool that totally caught me by surprise and i would have been got a 90 i would have played this probably a year later i don't know if i got it the year of the game when it came out but holy shit man that game was freaking solid yeah, man. Now, and one one more thing before we get to John's pick. I just want to contest uh, best racing game. Best racing game, hands down, uh, Pocket Bite Racer, which was the Burger King uh, Xbox 360 game. <laughs> one of the one of the three free games. Yeah, that John, you, you can continue your number two if you want. <laughs> <laughs> There's no argument. Holy shit. You can just continue. <laughs> 
All right. I mean, no argument for me. I, for for me personally, it's still Diddy Kong Racing. So, hey, have you played Pocket Bite Racing? No, I've never played it. I never even heard of it until you just mentioned it two seconds ago. That's like saying, "Oh yeah, I'm not really into uh, Splinter Cell. I'd rather Sneak King." Yeah, Sneak King is where it's at. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid sucks balls compared to Sneak King. <laughs> These were like legit Burger King. You know how Burger King comes out with the toys every uh, month. They have different. That's like that's like saying Final Fantasy twelve is the best Final Fantasy game. True, me. true. But you Sneak King wasn't bad. <laughs> I never played Pocket Bite Racer. I I think I own it, but these were legit Xbox three sixty games you could buy from Burger King, and it was just product, like it was just advertisement that you could play. Dig it. All right, we'll move on to my number two. And for a lot of people, this is their number, would be their number one. I'm going with 1998. Uh, holy shit. Just just listen, ladies and gentlemen, to the games that came out in 1998. You had Metal Gear Solid. You had Resident Evil 2, which for me personally is my favorite Resident Evil. The original Gran Turismo. You had Spyro. You had Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Half-Life, Banjo-Kazooie, Baldur's Gate, Odd Worlds, Abe Exodus, Final Fantasy Tactics, Parasite Eve, and Spyro. Like, holy shit, is this the year for, like, the beginning of series that then continued on or or were great, had great sequels, you know, like uh, Ocarina of Time and Tekken 3, great sequels that then carried on the franchise. This year, holy shit, man. I mean... Metal Gear Solid alone is enough to just carry this year into my number two because that game is just absolutely amazing. You guys already know that Kevin and I are huge Metal Gear fans. Oh my God, man. What more can you say about 1998? Just an incredible year in gaming and and advancements in gaming and the systems that these games came to and what they meant for their respective systems or franchises. Holy shit, 1998's a great year, man. I agree. That was actually my number two pick as well. So I will double down. Double say down. 98. Did you have any games to add? Well, as you mentioned, Ocarina of Time was and was very near and dear to me as well. I played that a lot with my dad just before he passed in 2000. So that was like, that was one of the key RPGs that he would play besides Final Fantasy VII. And Metal Gear Solid, all the times that we would play the game as well as do the VR missions, that was fun. But... Something you didn't mention was Pokemon Yellow. For me, that was that was a big thing because 96, Pokemon Red and Blue came out. Pokemon Yellow was the next continuation of it. And that, that was fun when you actually had your little pet Pikachu following along behind you. You talk to him, you treat him well. He starts to actually interact and become more happy. The happier he is, the better interactions you can have with other NPCs. And also uh, Dragon Warrior Monsters. A lot of you may not remember that, or you'll see the, like, was it Dragon Warrior 9, 12, whatever it is now? There, there's been so many sequels, but it was very similar to if you were to mix Final Fantasy and Pokemon together. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun, because you have your open world, overworld that you can wander around, that you can do your RPG aspect to it as a regular fighting character but then you could also have these monsters that you encounter and fight to capture and then to raise and to grow and whatnot as well so it had that pokemon aspect with the final fantasy aspect 
And it was a lot of fun. And I can see why that helped boom and that era to then push ahead to be as successful as it still is. That's awesome. So, yeah, I, I didn't mean to steal your thunder there with my number two, but Andrew Not at and all. I kind of doubled down with 1998. Such a great year in gaming and, and just a lot of games that us as gamers and in the gaming community just hold dear. Um, Kevin, let's transition over to you. What is your number two pick for your favorite year in video games? Number two, probably be 96. Um, the N64 nice. just come out. So that was a great time to be a gamer. The PlayStation 1 had been out for a couple of years by then. Just some great games. You had Super Mario 64 highlighting the N64. Yeah. Resident Evil just dropped on the PS1. Super Mario RPG came out on the, the SNES. The fact that these were games were still getting made for the Super Nintendo while the N64 was coming out is insane. Diablo, the original Diablo, came out. Uh, Tomb Raider. Andrew, you said Pokemon Yellow. Well, guess what came first? Pokemon Red and Blue, Red baby and blue. boy. Uh, Crash Bandicoot, Mario Kart 64. There was this game that not too many people have heard of, but I came with my PC when I was growing up. The little gateway that Red I had Alert. Called. No, not Red Alert. Red Alert did come out. And that's a great game because I love buying dogs and chasing people. But this was even less than this. Was uh, It's a game called Neverhood. It was a point-and-click claymation game. But it, Andrew, I, I know you remember that game because I used to play it all the time. Donkey Kong Country 3 I remember getting for fucking Christmas. And I remember because Andrew came over and we were sitting on my toy chest playing that, that white toy chest that I had. Playing that. Die Hard Trilogy came out for the PS1. Not all of them can be slam dunkers. Uh, <laughs> uh, Andrew, <laughs> uh, Shadows of the Empire came out for the N64. Like yes. The N64 came out swinging. They didn't have very many games during its life, uh, lifetime, but... Just this N64 alone during that year did a lot, especially for me, because I remember I was like, that was my pinnacle year gaming was N64 for sure. Is that when that like kick ass wrestling game where it was like WCW versus NWO came World out that Tour. had like, yeah, like Ultimate Warrior and all those guys that was and Sting? Like, dude, that was a fucking awesome wrestling game. I don't know if that was 96 or that may have been grouped in with 98 now that I'm thinking about it. I I, I don't know. But fuck, that was a great game. For sure. Um, 97. 97, there we go. Now, 96, man, just, they, they brought the fucking heat. Yeah, dude, N64 just released some great games on, on release for system, anyway. Sorry. I wanna be a Superman. Wanna, wanna be. be. That's what I wanna be. <laughs> uh, the one game that everyone had if they owned a Sega Saturn came out, which was uh, Night's Dreams. You know, if you think Sega Saturn, that's kind of what you think of. There's that, that purple bitch. Uh, I think that's literally the only game I've ever played on Sega Saturn. Because D had a Sega Saturn. And I never saw it ever again. I played it the one time over his house. He had that game, and that's all we played. And we played it for like an hour. And then I don't know what happened to that Sega Saturn. It was just gone. Yeah, because Knights, the, the character looked like a jester. Yeah. I mean, I've gone back and played these games numerous times. I think Super Mario RPG would probably be the cake. Of that year for me. Super Mario N64 is really good. I find it very dated. The camera system, they weren't really sure what to do. Talked about that before. Super Mario RPG is just a great, easy RPG. Like, it's a, it's a, my first RPG game for sure. Like, I, if my daughter's like, hey, dad, I want to play an RPG, I'm like, well, here you go. That's what you're getting. Unless, unless she's like an asshole and then she's getting Shimigami Tensai 4. And I'm like, here you go. 
you can play something else whenever you beat this. And it's just going to give it back to me in like five hours. But here you did. Credits roll. <laughs> yeah. What's uh, what's difficult for us now is not going to be difficult for them later. It's going to be difficult when she can't read. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Right on. All right. We're getting into our number ones. For me, I think the listeners probably already know. Maybe. We'll see. But uh, for me, it's going to be 2007. Um, I mentioned it on the show previously a bunch of times. Part part of why this is my number one is I was just working at GameStop at the time. And so I got to be working there during the release of a bunch of great games uh, and then did a midnight release for both Uncharted, the original, and then um, uh, Halo 3. But other great games that came out in 2007, hold on to your butts, ladies and gentlemen, because this is a bumpy-ass ride. You have God of War 2, which was done by Corey Barlog, who did God of War 2018. You had Super Mario Galaxy, the original Porter, Team uh, Portal, Team Fortress 2, Bioshock, Mass Effect, Assassin's Creed. I already mentioned uh, Uncharted Drake's Fortune. COD 4, which is the introduction to multiplayer that everybody and their mom has played. The original Modern Warfare. Yeah. Rock Band, Skate, which was like the knock off to Tony Hawk, but I thoroughly enjoyed. I loved Skate. Skate was great. For the PC gamers, we had Command & Conquer 3. We had the original Witcher game. Uh, some other games that came out, Super Paper Mario, Crisis, and then what was the complete saga for LEGO Star Wars at the time. Of course, now, being in 2022, we have the Skywalker saga with the three additional movies. But man, I spent so much time just in Lego Star Wars, the complete saga alone. Holy shit. But man, this is my number one just because of the amount of games and game franchises that started in this year. I mean, Portal, fucking Rock Band, uh, Uncharted. You guys know how big a fan of Uncharted I am. There's so many great games that started so many great franchises and then sequels that came out this year. Holy shit, man. 2007 was a great year in gaming. And I actually consider myself pretty lucky to have been working at GameStop at the time just to be able to be like, hey, have you guys played Uncharted? Have you played Assassin's Creed? Like to just push people to to buy some really excellent games that came out this year. So fellas, how many of these games have you played, if any? Portal, Team Fortress 2. Uh, I've I've tried started Mass Effect uh, before. I've played a little bit of Assassin's Creed. We've done Uncharted. Talked before about all the fun stuff with Call of Duty 4, Halo 3, Rock Band. I don't know if I played Command & Conquer 3. I did more 2 in Red Alert. Uh, Kevin loves Paper Mario. Fucking do. It's another easy RPG to get into. Kev, I, I know you played the original God of War. Did you ever play God of War 2? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I owned it on... Uh... I still have it on PS2, I think. God of War 2 is a solid-ass game, man. I love God of War 2. Yeah, it's definitely a good pick, man. Galaxy was one that everyone loves and I just couldn't get into, and I, I don't know why. I don't know if it was the um, like the 480p that I just it fucking hurt my head, or if it was the, the small planets with the camera rotating. It was just one that never sat well with me. I still go back and play it, but it was never with like a top Mario game. Portal, fucking love. Bioshock, Shoo. love. The orange box. <laughs> orange box, baby boy. Let's go. Yeah, man. Mass Effect, shit. I I played through Mass Effect 1 so many goddamn times to get all the achievements. 
because that was definitely one we had to replay it like five fucking times. Assassin's Creed, still fresh. We we weren't looking to the horizon to see the five million sequels. We were like, man, this is really nice, you know? Yeah. Hope the racks don't get flooded with Assassin's Creed 1 through 15 by next year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Never heard of Uncharted, though. It's just like an Indiana Jones like ripoff. It's it's not even a great game to be honest with you. It's one it's one of those small indie games. I was about to say, was it an indie game? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I'll have to try it out. <laughs> None of the games in the series have done well or won any like awards or game of the years or anything. I'm looking on Metacritic and it's getting like zeros, pretty much, which I think is still too high to be honest. Like somebody said, they put it inside their 360 and it broke, which. It's understandable because mm. it's not for the 360, but I would give it points against that. So, so that is that is my number one year, 2007. Just an incredible freaking year in gaming. Andrew, I'm curious as to what your number one is. My number one is just a few years earlier. It's 2004. Now, besides dating myself and saying that that's the year we graduated high school, John, uh, that's also <laughs> the year that Halo 2 came out. And all of the just incredible multiplayer memories that I have with that, that basically helped to instill in me the desire to play plenty of the multiplayer games from Modern Warfare up and through what it is today. Yes, Goldeneye kind of started it. Halo 2 really cinched it for me. There was also Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and all the time that I sunk into that. There was Half-Life 2. Need for Speed Underground 2, Silent Hill 4, one of your guys' favorite games, Metal, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater. Hell yeah, let's go. Far Cry released, but there was also Star Wars Battlefront, and just running around as a stormtrooper, whether you have just a regular pistol or you have more of a, a bazooka, just... Or like a blaster rifle, yeah, oh, man. Oh man, that was, that was so much fun. Pokemon Emerald came out. I think that was the last real Pokemon that I got into before. I think, Kevin, you and I started to do like Sun and Moon. Yeah. But also Spider-Man 2, the incredible open world characteristics of being able to be Spider-Man. Yeah. The, the, the lack of lag, as a lot of the other games had issues with when you're swinging around through the city or even trying to do so. This gave you that whole open world perspective. It felt like GTA. Just phenomenal. That was like the first real like sandbox style game I can remember playing, to be honest. There had been RPGs that felt like big, you know, but Spider-Man 2 felt like the first legit sandbox style game. Here's here's this big, big ass map and you're just you just hang out around New York. <laughs> like It was so good. And the last one that I'll mention on that is Fable. Fable giving you the whole, the RPG aspect of your decisions matter. You can choose how you want to evolve your character and go through your different quests. You can actually have your emotes that you can learn and unlock. If you do a certain quest, you can learn a certain emote. I always remember one of them that, uh, there's a noise that I always remember. It's like, Aha! <laughs> he puts his hands on his hips. He's all like heroic. You can also go like light or dark. You got scars on your body. Yes. 
Like it was insane. You could act, if if you if you got into a big ass attack with an animal or a boss or something like that, and you got hurt real bad, you had a scar remaining on your body. It was one of the first games that I played that it was like your decisions matter and have a lasting effect. The talking about the emotes reminds me like you had little things you could do in that game that were seemed random as shit, but it was like go propose in front of this gate. And then by doing so, it was like you unlock a special emote. (laughs) Yep. Great pick. Solid pick. 2004 also is one that's, that's highly regarded by most people. So, um, dude, some absolute banger games. Kevy. Yeah. It's up to you, man. Number one gaming year for you. Bring us home, baby. Bring us home. 2001. Hell yeah. We had the likes of Madden NFL 2022, uh, NBA 2K2, PGA Tour. Madden 2002? Not 22. Whatever. They're they're (laughs) in the future. But need I say more? Thanks for joining in, everyone. This episode's been great. Now, fuck (laughs) those games. You know? We already discussed I don't play no sports games. I can't play sports in real life. Why would I do it in video games? 2001 had some bangers. Side note, he doesn't count racing as a sport. I don't. NASCAR isn't a sport. There goes half our listenership. Um. We're back down to two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, some games I played were like Alien vs. Predator 2. Andrew fucking Yuri's Revenge came out that year. Nice. Of course, had... Uh, Half-Life came out on the PS2, so if you didn't have a PC, you could finally, finally play that. But the, the heavy hitters, for sure, were like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 came out. Grand Theft Auto 3 came out. Halo. First Halo uh, for the Xbox. Metal Gear Solid 2. I think we went over every single Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> At some point in this list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Except for. <laughs> yeah. Devil May Cry. Uh, the, original Paper, the original Paper Mario. Advance Wars came out, which is getting a remake. Super Smash Brothers Melee came out. Final Fantasy X. Conker's uh, Bad Fur Day. Like, it was just heavy hitters all around. Golden Sun. Like, you couldn't... Golden it didn't, Sun. It didn't matter what console you owned. You were playing something amazing. Yeah. And that's what was so great. Even on Dreamcast. Dreamcast had Unreal Tournament come out. Fantasy Star Online came out for the Dreamcast. Uh, Pikmin for GameCube. Max Payne started. All these series or just games in the middle of the series came out and they were just phenomenal. Like these games weren't just, oh, these are really fun to play. These games came out and they were like, okay, we're, if it was top 100 of all games, these games are going to be showing up on this list. Sure. No doubt. I mean, dude, there, there's three absolute bangers for me that I know that I played. I mean, everyone knows. If you've listened, that Final Fantasy X is my favorite Final Fantasy. You can at me if you want. But, I mean, dude, GTA 3, absolutely phenomenal game. Uh, and then MGS 2, man. I mean, Kevin, you and I are the, the resident Metal Gear Solid fans. I know a lot of people shout on that game because of, uh, you know, the switch to Raiden. But, man, that game, especially now, being able to go back and replay that, dude, that game absolutely slaps. That game mm-hmm. is phenomenal, man. Kojima, I mean, is just always ahead of his time anyway, but man, that game is so fun to go back to 20-some years later now. Such a great game. Good pick, man. Good pick. One of the most scariest games I played 
uh, Silent Hill 2 came out that year. Yeah, dude. that That's my jam. I love Silent Hill 2. Even Game Boy Advance, like I already said, Golden Sun, but Wario Land 4, that was a phenomenal game. Like I said, there was just, just non-stop games coming out that year. And I don't even know. A lot of these games I had to go back and play because I never had growing up. Some of these I did. But I could, there was no way, I was uh, 12 when when 2001 came around. Like, I couldn't, how the fuck was I going to buy these damn games? Lemonade stand? I was too busy playing video games to go out and buy video games. <laughs> Christmas and my birthday, that was it. Yeah, man. And Blockbuster. Blockbuster, baby. That was 2001. <laughs> was Blockbuster still a thing in 2001? Yeah, I mean, dude, I we, when did Netflix start? <laughs> we forget. Netflix didn't come along until like mid to late 2000s. But were you guys uh, Hollywood Video or Blockbuster Boys? Mostly Blockbuster. There was a minute where it was like Hollywood Video for me. I wasn't allowed to do a lot of renting games. Hmm. It just wasn't something that we did. If my dad liked something, he just bought it. But that was even far, few and far between. That's fair. Between November 6th of 13 and January 12th of 14, all remaining 300 corporate-owned blockbusters were closed. Dang. Yeah. They're still the one, though, right? Yes, I think so. Yeah. We should go, on, we should go set up our podcast one day on the outs, outside of their shop. I wonder how many people have like, wanted to do that. <laughs> we're here on site. <laughs> Dude, I, I wish I could have had enough money to invest in, like, you guys remember the red boxes where Netflix started was, like, the vending machine for movies that you'd find outside of, like, a 7-Eleven or something? I wish I could have bought one of those. <laughs> I remember when somebody at work was telling me about Redbox, and I was like, that's not the name of it. You, you're just describing it. And then I went there, and I was like, nah, sure it's shit. Fucking it's fucking called Redbox. Yeah, it's a red box. I was like, all right, bet. There are still red boxes around and available. Yeah, we have two. You can check them on the app. At our Walmart. A lot of Walmarts have one on each end. Uh, if, it, if it's got two different doors, like <laughs> it's got a, a red box A and a red box B. I stopped using red box when I rented some game and someone had photocopied the, the disc and then put the disc back in the plastic case. So when I got Shit. it, I had a piece of paper. Yeah, I stopped. That's when I. That was my last thing. They were like, "Well, I call them up. They're like, well, we're gonna charge them the full price, and we'll give you some free rentals.'" I was like, "Well, that's cool, but this is a hassle. I'm just going to go buy the game." Well, fellas, that's the end of our numbered list. Do we have any honorable mentions we wanna we wanna shout out? Just anything that was like didn't quite make the top three. I guess I can start since uh, that's kind of how it's gone. For me, I'm going to actually shout out this year, 2022, because we've had some banger-ass games come out so far this year, and I think, you know, a couple years down the line, we'll look back on this year as like, holy shit, man, this is absolutely insane, the amount of stuff that came out. You had Elden Ring, Horizon Forbidden West, and Sifu all released within like two weeks. You had Tunic, which we've talked about previously on the show, amazing game. Gran Turismo 7, Lego Star Wars The Complete Saga, and then yet to be released but is going to be amazing is God of War Ragnarok. Like, holy shit, man. All these games are just absolutely insane. I hope to play most of these. I know Sifu is definitely high on my list of next to play. So is Lego Star Wars. Obviously, God of War Ragnarok. So, Are you going to play Elden Ring? I think I will, but... 
if I'm going to play Elden Ring, it'll probably have to be over the summer in between uh, semesters for me, just so that I have the most free time uh, to, to put into it, because I know it's huge. But um, yeah, that's my honorable mention for me. This, this year has just been incredible as far as the games that came out. So, uh, Andrew, I'll pass it over to you. Do you have an honorable mention? I do. My honorable mention is actually Kevin's number three, which was 1986. Nice. Now, he, he mentioned a lot of the good games of Metroid and Dragon Quest. Bubble Bobble, I used to play on my TI-86 Plus cal- calculator in school, and it was, it was one of the games that <laughs> we could just set up and be able to play before we had smartphones, before we had stuff like that. It was fun to be able to like, oh man, I hacked my calculator. I hacked my graphing calculator. I can play these games. And it was usually like you had to find somebody that had the games for them to be able to link up and give you those games. And Bubble Bobble was one of the fun games that I played. Uh, I think Kevin mentioned Adventure Island as well. Of course, Zelda, the start of it all. Another key one that came out in 86 that holds near and dear to me is Rampage. Yeah. When arcades were a thing, I played the hell out of Rampage. That was one of my favorite games to play at the arcade. That and Silent Scope. But Rampage was one that I always wanted to go back and play. Yeah, Silent Scope was amazing. Good pick, man. Solid pick for an honorable mention. How about you, Mr. Kevy? An honorable mention for you? My honorable mention has already been mentioned. This is the only why I didn't make my list. was because both Andrew and John went over it before. It was 98. To me, like between 96 and 2000 was just gaming at its peak. It was like the golden age of gaming for me. Yeah. And that could be, that could be nostalgia, but just, I mean, looking at the games that came out, they were just some heavy hitters. Some games that didn't get mentioned, uh, Grim Fandango was a really fun point-and-click adventure. Uh, Thief had come out for PC. StarCraft had come out. Tenchu had just started its series on PlayStation. F-Zero X on the N64, that dropped, that music. I love F-Zero X music. Xenogears was out. A uh, game I talked about before was Space Station Silicon. Not exactly like a heavy hitter, but still a great game in my eyes. And of course, a game that I've speedrun for, Mission Impossible on the N64. Still say it's a great game. I uh, I suggest everyone try it out at least once if they can. Uh, it's very cheap. If you have an N64, I, I would say pick it up. I got a box copy for like 20 bucks. Yeah, man. That's great. That's a Metal Gear solid pick, man. <laughs> hey. Edit that out. all right all right ladies and gentlemen that has been our top three favorite and best in our humble opinions video game years um before we sign off here i would like to say thank you to andrew and kevin for continuing to do uh this goofy little show that we started together uh without me Uh, i will be back very soon once school is done and be able to get some episodes done throughout the summer with me here. So uh, thank you to you two fine gentlemen for continuing to carry on what this show is and being able to just do it without me. Um, really do appreciate your guys' input and being able to do uh, everything. Um, and it's, it's great to be back, although it is temporary. But I promise, dear listeners, I will be back in a more permanent capacity uh, once school is done for me, which is in less than a month so it won't be very long it's great to have you back you definitely bring a um 
I was trying to have the energy. Uh, more up. energy. Yes. Yeah. I was trying to have the energy up for sure. And I, I was like, uh, Kevin texted a, a little peek behind the curtain because it was like, hey, who's going to be the uh, host and what's the episode topic? Kevin's like, um, why don't you do it? And I was like, <laughs> all right, challenge accepted. Let's go. So it's been a while, but it's great to just hop back in and, and talk with my brothers here about some video games and some brews. As always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us on our socials, VGL underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you want some instant access to us, you can also go to creativebraincandy.com forward slash discord as well. Thank you to my fine co-host here. Anything to say in closing, dear brothers and gamers? Shout out to Andrew, JK. Thank you for listening. Yeah, it's not me. It's not a just kidding, Andrew. It's not a side spam account for myself. No. Thank you, Andrew. Yep. Why are you thanking yourself, weirdo? (laughs) I'm not. Stop. (laughs) I have low self-esteem, okay? And again, thank you to all the recent new listeners that we have gotten. Really do appreciate it. Thank you for just being a part of our community. Uh, As always, reach out to us, and we will see you again very, very soon. See you! Goodbye. Editor's note: John, I I miss your 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 saucery sounds, <laughs> your smooth saucery sound. <laughs> and I I really expected you to start going to singing like <laughs> you're talking about having people. Come, I was like, I'm thinking he's just gonna start singing like, "Calm as you are, as you were when you played video games." I was going to, uh, instead of pretending like you weren't here, I was gonna pretend like you were a pre-record the entire episode. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, John. Now back to the (laughs) (laughs) like shit didn't even make sense. Like, John's like, fuck you both. And I'm just like, isn't it great? Like, yeah, I'm doing great, John. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> did we on. not have the right clip on? It's hot. Sorry. Antissa. Our years. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm all fucked up now. I'm drunk. Why does Andrew's computer room look so cool? Why does Andrew's room look so cool? Yeah. Because his wife lets him do shit. <laughs> <laughs> his wife goes I don't give a fuck what you do patient